Welcome to the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown, where we remind you each week that such is the nature of life, that all it asks and all it wants is the opportunity to appear. You're that opportunity. And so am I, and so it is. You're that opportunity for God to be something unique and special, unlike anyone else, and yet unique and special just like everyone else, in your own version, your own part. Life is just showing up. It's giving. It's coming to us. It runs through us at all times and all ways. So whoever you are, wherever you are, we, we know who you are, though we may not know your name or anything about your personality. We know you, if you are listening to this or not, you're an expression of the divine. You're an individuated version of God itself. Now, that's a big idea, and we toss it out around here a lot. Today, we're going to dig a little deeper into it. But the idea here is, is that because of who you are, because God is expressing through you as you in your individual uniqueness, that uniqueness is something we celebrate. Oneness doesn't mean sameness. Oneness means each of us finding our most honest, true, and unique way of being in the world. And this is a center dedicated to these ideas and to this idea of of growing in that direction and of being able to find our, our greatest expression of who we are, who we want to be and who we really are. All of that tied up in, in a bundle and brought forward into the world. Anyway, I'm about to dive into my talk. I don't want to do that. So I'll just stay with where we are right now to tell you a little more about who we are and what we believe. Here's uh, our, some of our folks talking about the declaration of principle. I believe. I believe. I believe in one God. One absolute power and first cause to all things. I believe that this power is perfect love. And creates out of a desire to express love. I believe all thought is creative and how I choose to think creates my personal experience. I believe in the unity of all life. And the immortality of the individual soul. Forever unfolding. I believe. I believe. I believe in the eternal goodness. The eternal goodness of God. The eternal loving kindness. And the eternal givingness of God to all. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. Quick change, right? All right. So I would like to tell you a little more about who we are. We are the Center for Spiritual Living Midtown. Although we are coming to you from all over. Uh, I'm 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 in another part of Atlanta. Our producer is in San Francisco. Our um, uh, our speaker or our practitioner today is coming to us from Florida. So we're going to have all over the place, and yet everywhere, wherever you are, is the midtown and the midpoint of your life. So I have no problem saying we are a center for spiritual living in your midtown, wherever that is, whatever that looks like. And here's the vision statement that we that is about who we are. We are a strong, open, globally connected community centered in the clarity of principle. 
through teaching, service, and practice. We create a safe and respectful environment that supports healthy spiritual growth. We truly are a community when we gather in person or when we're here online. It is a wonderful opportunity for us to come together and to celebrate each other and to celebrate who we are with love, to provide a place to, to solidify and support each other in standing and living in principle. So I love this center. I love this, this group, this place. I, um, as you saw on the video, we had a number of folks. Some of them were, were board members, some of them were practitioners, and some of them were both. Uh, in this teaching, a practitioner is someone who understands and knows <clears throat> the principles of science of mind, the principles of life, really, and knows how to use those to their benefit for their greater good and their greater, greater life. They do that with... Um, real real uh, clarity and purpose and have, have used these ideas to bring greater livingness, greater freedom, greater joy, greater peace, deeper understanding of life for themselves. And they know how to do that for you, to support you in that process. So practitioners are available to you for that reason and are licensed by Centers for Spiritual Living, the national organization, international actually. And we... Uh, we encourage you, if you've got something going on that you've got a problem with, or you just want some extra support, or someone to say, yeah, hang in there, go for it, practitioners are here for that purpose. They're here to, to coach you. They're here to, um, to support you in spiritual growth and spiritual practice. You can find content connections for that on our website, cslmidtown.org. Right now, we're going to hear from one of them, one of my, one of the people I've known for almost as long, no, not quite, near, nearly as long as I've been in this teaching. She uh, supported me and in, in a process down in Florida quite a few years ago now. She's been a practitioner for a long time. She is someone that we all love and revere, who um, just has a way of going to the center of this teaching and center of truth, uh, no nonsense kind of stuff. And yet she's a person of great joy and great enthusiasm and freedom. I am so honored today that we have with, with us the wonderful Norma Roberts. Thank you so very much, Dr. Bob. You make me feel like a very special person. I really sincerely thank you. And good morning to all. It is my sincere pleasure to be with you today as we continue our theme of great expectations. And I'm excited to bring to you a reading from a book that I have come to truly love. The book is Living the Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes, and we use it during our morning discussion group. Here, we find one of the most fascinating things which you will ever learn is that there is a law which exists at the center of your being. It is creative and it is also a law of cause and effect, a law of freedom. All individuals, mine, yours, whatever, all individual minds, have, although we are different, have different activities, 
It is of the infinite mind. And this mind of God is the law of your life. When you speak, it speaks within you. It speaks as you. This power within you is the power of your word operated upon by law. This power is not so much a will as it is a willingness. You will never have to will things to happen. You will merely have to know, really know that they are happening. This power responds definitely to direct conscious thought. It responds as cause and effect, and no one can hinder your use of it. No one can reverse your use of it. Therefore, you not only have some power at the center of your being, you have access to all the power there is, to all the presence there is, and to the only God there is. We're told in the book of Isaiah, before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I hear. You must give conscious direction to this law and you must definitely expect it to respond. When you say to the law within you, do this, you must know it's going to do it. You must believe there must be no doubt in your consciousness. You see, it is your consciousness for the power Presence and law are one and the same thing. And the creative imagination of your own thought is the director of your destiny. Let us remind ourselves today that there is nothing that comes to me. It always comes through me. And now let's take a brief moment for a spiritual mind treatment. Just relax and take a deep breath. And know with me as I speak, that I not only speak, as I speak in the first person, that I not only speak for myself, but I speak for and as everyone within the sound of my voice. You can take anything that you can relate to and anything that you don't believe in, just let it go. Let's know. God, spirit is all and have no opposite and no opposition. It is what I am. It is very law of my being. Therefore, I now accept what is true of spirit is true of me. Spirit can only know completeness, power, and sufficiency. What it chooses, it becomes. It created me out of that, out of itself, to experience all the good it is. The truth of who I am dissolves forever. Any mental patterns which do not reflect its reality as well as any effect of such pattern. Knowing that my mind is the center of the divine operation and the divine operation is always by expansion and full expression, I now claim 
that I am spiritually mature. I declare that every experience I may have today prepares me for new and greater experiences of creative self-expression, of success in every endeavor I choose to engage in, of perfect health, of greater and expansive wealth, of fulfilled love, and an ever-increasing awareness of the omnipresence of God. It is with great thanks I accept my good it is of God, and I expect its expansion forever as my conscious direction. I now release this word to the law that responds by corresponding, and I await the perfect manifestation, and it is so now, and I let it be so, and so it is. Say yes to a world with a little more love. How about a lot more love? I could do that too. First time I heard that idea that love is the very givingness of God to all. And I mean any kind of love. If you're experiencing it, if you're feeling it, if you're acting on it, if you're moving forward with it, then you are acting out of the givingness, acting through the givingness of God to all. That was a that was a shocker for me when I first got into this teaching, because the idea that that something as as uh, everyday as love. I mean, I love all kinds of things, some very deeply and profoundly and some less so, but it's still love. I love I love vanilla ice cream. Most of my family think I'm crazy because, you know, it's vanilla. I love it. I'd rather have that than any other flavor. And I will admit and will tell you that the research says it is the preferred flavor in the country. So whatever. Doesn't matter because I love it. I also love my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandchildren and family members and people in this community and, and, and on and on and on and on and on it goes. Because love is such a powerful experience. It is, it is something we do to experience the givingness of God through us. In other words, in a less theological language, it is the way we experience unity and oneness and connection and, and really feel and know the idea that we're not separate on a deep, deep, profound level. This idea of the givingness of God, this idea that uh, the universe, out of that love for us, as us, Always. The universe is, I kind of use that language in interchangeable with God the way I use it. Other people use it differently. But what I mean is this infinite power that we all describe. God sometimes sounds like it's out there and it's some old character, some old bearded guy like me who, who, who tosses out you know, favors or, or, or curses, depending on whatever the random idea that is. That was my first idea of God when I was young. But, but there was a... Um, but, but the one we're talking about is this energy power through each and every one of us as us is showing up in that way. 
the very fact that when you stop and for a moment and you think to yourself, I, I am. I, has that ever stopped? When did it start? Do you remember when you didn't have an I? Of course not. Because the I is the infinite power within us showing up in a real tangible, everyday way. So this, this idea then that this power, this God, is a God of givingness, and in being such, always says yes. Wow. Now, I was new in the teaching when I first heard that. It was about 40 years ago, so it's been a little while. But what I remember was that caught that idea caught me, and I had I just had to eat it and play with it and chew on it and think about it and work with it. And <clears throat> as I was, was lying in, my, in, in a hammock in my backyard, which is where I did a lot of my thinking work in those days, um, I started thinking back to my childhood. My father died when I was young. I've told that story more times than probably I should, but I, I or could. But he died when I was young, and I, within a, about two weeks, was on a in a tiny little four-passenger airplane, Cessna, flying out to Texas to live with my aunt and uncle because mom had my daughter, my sister and I, and it was just too much for her for all of us at once. So while I was out there, they dismantled our home and 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 everything changed and then mom came and joined us but i remember when i got there being so depressed and so shocked that amarillo texas doesn't have a whole lot there as far as nature later i discovered it did but as a child coming from the dense woods of north florida with all of the teeming life and loving to be out in the woods and playing in the woods and all of that um it was kind of barren and bare i spent all of my time drawing pictures of trees i mastered the tree art kind of the same pattern all the time very very much a second graders artwork but that's all i could do and i talked about people back home and i talked about what it was like to be to have trees around and I talked, to, and, and you know, to, I'm sure people around me were pretty bored with it. But but I stayed focused on that, and never really. I don't remember making any friends. I lived for five months out there. I don't remember making any friends. But I do remember my aunt and uncle being very kind, very nurturing, very caring, and really helped me through that early loss time for my father after my father's death. But I had that idea. And five months later, my mother came out with the idea of, of joining us. And at one point, there was talk about staying there. Uh, we stayed six weeks after she got there, long enough for her to complete a course in uh, stenography. And then that gave her some job skills, which she didn't have yet. And back to Florida, we went on a train all the way from Amarillo, up, up through Chicago and across the Northeast and back down to Florida. Still love trains to this day. But there was something about that. And thinking back through it, you know, I really wanted to be back home. 
what I considered home. Universe said yes. I was there. The infinite said yes. All the pieces fell into place for that to happen. Another thing I thought about from younger years, childhood and adolescence even, was that I would often see somebody and think, wow, that's somebody I want to know. I want to get to know that person. I want a relationship. I want a friendship. I want to be best friends or, or some kind of friends or some kind of relationship. I always had a bit, pretty good idea that I would spot somebody in the <clears throat> because we had moved. I'd been in three different schools in the second grade. And and what I couldn't figure out was how about a few weeks later, I would always be already in that friendship. I don't remember thinking about, well, I need to go make friends with them, or I need to say this or do that or do anything in particular, although I'm sure I did those things. But what I remember was really desiring it and wanting it. And the next thing I know, there it was. And I could trace that all up through my young adulthood of places and ideas that I really thought were the best for me to actually have them take place. Some of them were kind of magical. Some of them were just ordinary. Like deciding what kind of car you want and having it show up all around you. Every time you get in the car, you see another version of that. And there it is. You know what I mean? You've been there. You know what I'm, what I'm talking about. So this idea that the universe always says yes is not just an experiential thing. It is the truth deep down in the way the world works. Now we're going to have a little lesson in science of mind. If you, you weren't expecting that, hang on. You'll be okay. Ernest Holmes says in the Science of Mind textbook that there's basically two avenues through which to think about life on the planet. He says, if you do an intelligent study of the teachings of the Science of Mind, we come to understand that all is love and yet all is law. Love rules through law. Love is a divine givingness and law is the way. Now, that's, that's some pretty heady philosophy, theology, but, but sit with it a minute. Law, not in the sense of legal banging you on the head or throwing you in jail, but law in terms of what you can expect to continue and consistently to show up. So love, as the things we love, the things we desire, the things, the way in which we want to be, the things we love about life, the way that happens in terms of showing up in our lives is how the law, is the law, the law works. The law of, you know, the, the law of attraction is a big part, a big part of all of that. You know, the basically, the basic law is cause and effect, just like, just like normal was talking about and everything else kind of grows out of that. But, the, the the whole idea of um, uh, attracting what you want. We all saw the secret and that kind of stuff from well, those who are old enough, um, where the idea of the law of attraction is working and you repeat things into your life by imagining them and, and all of that sort of thing, which is not far from the truth. But the real the real depth of that is recognizing that what we really desire and believe we deserve. I, one of the other things I heard when I first walked into these rooms 
is this is not a get rich quick program and it's not a get what you want program. You get you don't get what you want. You get what you believe you deserve. Or another way to say that is you get what you believe is yours. That's how it comes to you. So it says yes. I've often told the story and enjoy it. Just not really a story, but more like a little kid is born into this tiny baby body. And at some point, just needs to roll over. You know, he's on his back. She's on her back. She's always looking up at these great big faces, goo goo guy and at her. It's no wonder some of us grow up messed up with the faces people make at us. But but you just got to roll over and see something else. And you start thinking that and feeling that. And the universe, the infinite God within us says, yes. And without knowing how or why, at some point you roll over. And then you start thinking, you know, this is okay, but I'm stuck in one place. I wanna, I'd like to move and see what's over there and go move around a little bit and feel something different. And, and everything within you says, this is what I want. And somehow, without knowing exactly how, you crawl. Infinite says yes. The interesting thing, one of the interesting things about that is, you know, that's when our whole brain function gets put into place, that whole business of crawling, right and left brain working together. Think all of the parts of us coming together as one happens when we start to crawl. Then you think, this is not enough. I want to be up running around like the big people. And sure enough, the universe says yes. God says yes. You get up and you run around and you walk. Get a little older. You start thinking about dating and relationships and people and the things you really desire and see and happen. Like for me, God says yes. Then you also start to think about things like, yeah, but I'm too fat. I'm too skinny. Oh, my God, she won't like me. You know, and God still says yes. And we get ourselves in so much trouble sometimes because God says yes. Hmm. There's the flip side to this. That is super important and so necessary. Because if we stop right there, that God says yes to everything we think and do and feel and believe in and try to attract to us and, and all of that, then the power of our lives is out there somewhere. It's not quite the old man in the sky that deals out punishments and pleasures, um, but it's close because all, because as long as it's counting on the power with of this one power of the end to say yes, it doesn't quite tell the whole story. And here's the whole story, or the other part of it at least. Your life is shaped not only by what the infinite idea of life and God is that says yes, but it's shaped by what you and I say yes to. Yeah, think about that a minute. We 
live in a world that teaches us all kinds of nonsense based on the best people knew from the past. But depending on how much we say yes to it, shapes our experiences. One of the things I was taught in adolescence was if you really, really, really like somebody, don't let them know how much because they'll use you and take advantage of it. Can't tell you how many times that happened in my life. Before it dawned on me, I had said yes to that idea. I had yet said yes to that experience and the infinite being the infinite and life being life and the way it works. I just kept getting those experiences. I would be so sad and depressed and unhappy because somebody left my life. And I realized I never told them how much they mattered. Hmm. I was thinking about, thinking about that when Norma was speaking. How much she matters. How important she's been in my life in ways she's not even aware of. And I'm so grateful to you, Norma. I'm grateful to all of you who are part of this center, who are the leaders for providing, and those who've contributed for providing income and life for me these last five years. Huge gratitude. If I sink too far into that, I'll get teary, then I can't talk, but I'll keep talking instead. See, I'm saying yes to gratitude. I'm saying yes to prosperity. There's a, a, a belief in our culture that life is really made up of two groups of people, beings, not just people, but beings. And we see it in the world around us and we see it in the animal kingdom, we think. And therefore, it's um, it gets perpetuated into the thought and consciousness of the, of the planet. And that is that the world's divided between two groups, perpetrators and victims. And if you're not one of those, then you're a bystander, and that's as bad as being a perpetrator. Or you're just a victim that hasn't been victimized yet. Right? Murphy's Law, waiting for the other shoe to drop. I love the idea in the, in a round on a round planet there's no other shoe in a world of oneness there is no other shoe there's only one now we got to have two shoes to keep the oneness moving through time and space but the truth is down underneath and behind that uh -uh. saying yes to an idea above and beyond victim perpetrator see as long as we are we are believing in that, we are continuing to keep it going. We say yes to this. And we jump on the victim side of who's the victim and who's not. Because once we decide who's the victim, then it's okay to be against the perpetrator. But once we, and that can change. We're, we're seeing wars around now. And, you know, there's a huge argument on the internet about who's the victim and who's the perpetrator. Hamas or, or the Israelis. Well, it doesn't. In some ways, it doesn't matter. From a higher perspective, it doesn't matter. Because what matters is everybody loses in war. Everybody is being harmed. 
whichever side you're on. Because the truth is, there's something more important. And that is the idea that nobody deserves to get their lives torn apart by someone else. And yet we have these deep-rooted beliefs in victimhood that are brought on by, by our experiences. I shared this last earlier in the week with another group. Um, my Early in my experiences here in this teaching, I went to a workshop um, led by Louise Hay. And um, she had us do a meditation, go into the quiet, and invite someone you didn't need not determining who just invite someone to show up in your imagination to come and sit by your campfire and that was my image was us sitting around a campfire and watch just watch the shadows and see who comes forward and and my father walked up sat down by the fire i scooted the opposite side of the fire because even though i absolutely worshipped and adored him. I was terrified of him at the same time. And then she said, ask this person the question, how could I have loved you more? And it blew me away. I didn't want to ask it. But I did anyway. And the message that came back into my consciousness was, by telling the truth about me. Telling the truth of what happened between us. That led me into a two-year process of moving from victim, dealing, working through the childhood abuse issues that I was carrying the belief in my own victimhood, the, the fear that was always there to watch out for who might be ready to do, to victimize me again. And to really move above and beyond that whole idea of victim perpetrator. I came to understand how much my father was victimized and how much he just passed that on to me. I came to understand how this whole thing of victim perpetrator, it, it, it takes both to do the dance. You can't dance either side of that without the other one. So it's kind of a dance. And as I came to understand more and more of that, I realized after going through a lot of work and a lot of process, and one day I woke up and realized I'm not afraid anymore. And I'm not angry with him anymore. Maybe this is what forgiveness feels like. But it had to start with telling the truth. The way to get past victim perpetrator is to tell the truth about our experiences and about how they felt. And you know, the other piece that came and did not come through for, for several years later is that even with all of that that had gone on, Underneath and behind it, I am still here. I still love. I still find peace. I still have freedom. And I now, in a way better than ever before, get to choose what I accept into my life as my truth. 
And if it's something I'm wanting to choose and accept that doesn't seem to be working out, or I have trouble really believing and accepting it, then I have to go back to the beginning. Back to that place where underneath, behind it all, we are individual versions of the infinite God. Individual versions, not separate versions, not examples of, not metaphors for. We are it, the thing itself. We teach it all the time here. When you start there, you realize no matter how bad things got, I, the infinite presence, never left. I may not have felt it. I may not have known it. But it, they, whatever word you want to use for God itself, were always part of my life and always present and never went away. I never stopped feeling I, the I that I am. You know, there's so many other kinds of belief systems that, that are part of our world. That one seems to be the big loud one in my face right now. But it's so important to be aware of what we're saying yes to. Somehow in my head all week, I've been having this, this word going through my head, this phrase, say yes to the mess. Well, I, you can't see this room, thank goodness, because I've, I've said yes to the mess a lot out of the excuse of not having time, not knowing where to put things, not having enough space, all kinds of reasons, saying yes to the mess. And then every so often it gets to be more mess than I can manage and I want to have. And so I clean it all up and it goes away. But you know, after a while, the mess comes back if I keep saying yes to the mess. I want to propose to you today, say yes to the best instead. Don't, don't follow my example. Don't do what I do, do what I say do. Never heard that one before, but about a thousand times growing up. Yeah. Say yes to your best. Because your best is that expression of within, that power of all the qualities of the infinite. Love. Love, love, joy. You got joy inside of you no matter what you're going through. It's about peeling away and looking deep enough within you to find it. Freedom. Freedom is a natural part of who we are. It comes in and out with every breath because it is the infinite itself moving through us. Beauty. Oh my God, the beauty in the world. The beauty around us, the beauty within each of us, the beauty of how we're put together. And if you see the science and you hear about all these massive systems and critters and beings within us that make up who and what we are physically, there's a beauty in that. There's an order. Light. Light, being able to see and know what's going on. Awareness. Probably one of the most important questions you can ask yourself, what am I aware of right this minute? 
at any time in the day. Because what you're aware of is probably what you're saying yes to. But if you turn that awareness within, take it to a deeper level, you have a better idea of who you are. And the question that always arises, who is the one that is aware? Sit with that one for a while. I want to close out today with the reminder of a wonderful little book that's such a great example of this whole idea of God, spirit, life, showing up for us, saying yes to us, no matter where we are. And as Isaiah said, before he even knew what we needed, and it's the giving tree. You may remember as a young, it starts out with a young kid who's playing under the tree in the shade. And then a fruit falls from the tree and he eats it. He gets a little older and goes away for a long time, comes back. And I'm cutting this very short. And I apologize to uh, the author for my misquoting the story. But he comes back after he goes off to another place, another time. And when he gets back, he, he's, he's ready to uh, build a house. So he sits down under the tree and thinks about that. And the tree says, well, here, I've got some limbs. Take my limbs. He does. And he builds a house. And he brings his kids to play under the tree, what's left of it. Then later, as he gets older, the kids are gone. He and his partner come and sit under the tree. And after a time, when he's very old, he comes back. The tree has cut, been cut down. But the tree says, here's my stump for you to sit and rest. See, the infinite is always giving to us in its power and beauty and richness in ways that we have only begun to imagine. And as it does that, it always matches and accommodates who we are and where we are at any given moment. I want to share with you one last thing from our Science of Mind textbook. I had some other quotes I was going to do, but I think we're, we're good. And this is the opening. This is the front inside page of the Science of Mind textbook written by Dr. Ernest Holmes. And this poem is by him. And it's, it's as if the infinite itself is whispering this in your ear. And the images are last two centuries ago in many ways. They may not be images that stir the same warmth and welcome. But see if they do. This is your invitation. Peace be unto thee, stranger. Enter and don't be afraid. I have left the gate open and you're welcome to my home. There's room in my house for all. I have swept the hearth and lit the fire. The room is warm and cheerful. And you will find comfort and rest within. 
the table is laid and the, and the lost my place and the fruits of life are spread before you the wine is here also it sparkles in the light i have set a chair for you where the sunshine dance through the shade sit and rest and refresh your soul eat of the fruit and drink of the wine all all is yours and you are welcome all is yours because yes is the always the answer from infinite powerful law that says yes to who, what you choose what you most deeply believe about yourself and where your place is in the world and how you will relate to all of it see and you have everything within you to answer that back, to declare your truth, to say yes to those things that you love and you require and you desire. <sighs> and therefore, it's all good and only good. So expect your good now and for always because you're wonderful. So am I, and so it is. So at this point, I'm going to pass the baton or the camera, as it were, over to Vance to tell you a little more. Thanks, Dr. Bob, for a wonderful talk this morning of Say Yes, Life is There. And with that, spiritual food that we got this morning let's take this into our time of giving where you have the opportunity to give if you want cslmidtown.org donate scan the qr code and if you will say with me our affirmation of prosperity i live in a universe of abundance as i freely and joyfully give i join in the divine flow and all that I share with life returns to me multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Thanks for that. And I'll turn it back to Dr. Bob for announcements. Thank you. Um, not a lot of announcements today, although I would say remind you that next Sunday will be my final Sunday as your senior minister. It's not my final Sunday as a minister, but it's certainly my final one for being a minister, senior minister for a center. I will be retiring from that role and taking some months off and then figuring out, letting not figuring out, but letting God figure out through me, what am I gonna say yes to next? And uh, so I invite you to be, to be with us next week for that. We also have a Tuesday discussion and prayer, prayer support group, for lack of a better term, called Boost. It's to boost you through the week to get you back Give you a moment to be reminded of truth so that you are fueled for the rest of your week. Also, I, there is a board meeting on Thursday um, and a board and, and transition team meeting that's happening um, this coming Thursday. We'll be um, voting on some very important issues at that point. I would also just say that I'll be leaving town on Thursday, but I'll be at that meeting. Uh, tuning in from California and speaking next week from California, where I will begin my trek of the next my walkabout for lack of a better term 
So I'm looking forward to that as well. If you have questions, if you have issues or concerns that you would like for me to speak to next week, my talk next week will be building a consciousness of, of good, of expecting your good and expecting it to come. That's been our theme all month. and We've been working and chipping away at that. So next week, though, will be a chance. If you do have questions, email them to me, drbobdean at cslmidtown.org. And I will take a look. And if there's a way to put them into my talk, I will do that. And uh, you know, we, otherwise, we have Q&A from the floor, but there's no floor. So, well, except the one I'm standing on. So there's no uh, opportunity for that in, that in that way. However, there is the opportunity today to join us, if you would, and would like to, on our Zoom link, which is uh, also found at csl.org on the website. And you can, uh, we, we'll, we will have a brief discussion about today's talk or about whatever's on your mind. So I invite you to join us and uh, I look forward to seeing you next time. Right now, let's join together in an affirmation of life. I leave this place now knowing something better than I knew before. I go forth into the world with a heart full of love and a mind full of good sense. I look at the world in a greater way, knowing that I have within me everything I need to create the life I desire. I give thanks for this understanding. I am grateful for the spirit of life that lives through me. And so it is. Thank you all. See you next time. <laughs>